to What About Us, a podcast about how policies affect rural Tennesseans. My name is Sandy Rice, and I want to thank everyone who has listened to any or all of the 15 episodes. I had a blast putting them together with guests and a few on my own. I've learned so much, and I hope you have as well. My goal was to take policies, state or national, that impact rural Tennesseans and provide information and insight to help us better understand what is going on and to share that knowledge with others. In the very first episode with journalist Philip Lorenz, we basically said, don't believe everything you hear. Use critical thinking skills to stop. Could that be possible? Where did that come from? Why would someone do that? That doesn't make any sense. Then do some fact checking or look for confirmation in other sources instead of going along with the crowd and spreading the item in question. I hope a few of you ordered up a newspaper subscription online or paper delivery or visited your public library. You can learn some great things going on. This podcast is kind of a wrap-up for the year and the first season. Some things have happened with the topics we discussed, and I thought you might like to hear about them. The podcast will return with Season 2 and new topics, and maybe even some new music, in February 2020. talked about the Education and Savings Account and Voucher Program by Recording Tennessee Education Association President Beth Brown's presentation to a group in Franklin County. She covered a lot of information about this controversial issue and bill that barely passed. Criticism of the process, including holding the vote open for 40 minutes to urge legislators to change their vote and improper and offering of improper uh, incentives. Beth, a teacher in Grundy County and her organization of mostly teachers, were very opposed to the bill and that it would have a negative impact on funding public education in the rest of the state. You know, this um, act only affects two counties, Davidson and Shelby, uh, where a voucher of $7,300 is offered to assist students to financially afford private education. It is felt to be open to much fraud and abuse. Since then, a bill to stop the state's uh, program is gaining support. An additional action plan um, item for this topic is to attend a rally at the state capitol on March 16th. It's at noon and it's sponsored by the TEA. For more information, go to their website, teateachers.org. Now, in our action plan, we haven't talked a lot about rallies and uh, public um, group comment, but if you're uh, very interested or uh, in this topic, the voucher program, or you're a teacher, uh, please go to that website and get more information and consider uh, getting some friends and going to a rally in Nashville. Okay, we spent a lot of time on health care and we'll do so again in the coming year. We know that Obamacare continues to be weakened, insurance premiums and deductibles are rising. In Tennessee, we spend 13.5% of our income on health insurance compared to a national rate of 11.5%. The high cost of health care is becoming out of reach for millions of Americans with no end in sight. The Medicaid block grant proposal to alter the way 1.4 million adults and children in Tennessee receive medical care is under review by the Center for Medicaid and Medicare Services. A federal comment period uh, ended December 27th. There has been great opposition to this proposal which hopes to save an estimated $2 billion and share that with the federal government. The proposal continues to be quite vague about how our $1 billion will be spent. 
the multiple problems that place Tennessee 43rd in healthcare outcomes, the leader in hospital closures per capita and the number of uninsured, as well as medical debt, the ongoing opioid crisis and declining life expectancy, we'll just have to wait and wait and wait. I hope you reviewed the information provided by TJC, the Tennessee Justice Center, and made a comment. Some of my favorite podcasts were with Linda Sherrill, a CPA, formerly with McCallie School in Chattanooga, and currently the state director of the Tennessee Small Business Alliance. We talked about the 2017 Tax Cut and Jobs Act, minimum wage, Tennessee taxes, and the federal deficit. In both podcasts, we tried to determine if the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act had benefited small businesses or workers or just the big corporations. Was the intent to lower taxes on big business so they could reinvest their savings on equipment, infrastructure, creating new and better paid jobs, benefiting workers, and overall boosting the economy? After two years, it doesn't look like not so much. In fact, the tax, tax cuts have allowed more companies, like FedEx, to pay no taxes at all. Over the previous 10 years, FedEx paid $2 billion in federal income tax. In 2018, nothing, zero, as do a long list of Fortune 500 companies. FedEx spent $2 billion in 2019 alone to reward shareholders. We really need to talk about the stock market. If you don't have stocks and the stock market is booming, do you benefit? The administration's support of big business over anything else extends to the very air we breathe. 95 environmental rules and regulations have rolled back in the Trump administration in the areas of air pollution, drilling and extraction of fossil fuels, animals, toxic substances, and safety. It seems that these billion-dollar companies can't have their growth and success impeded in any way. Some rollbacks have been reinstated after legal challenges. Others remain in court. Most recently, the 1918 Migratory Bird Act Treaty was rolled back. That is a 100-year agreement to hold businesses responsible for bird deaths, like after an oil spill, or moving nests before construction, chemical contamination. Now it's okay to spill, blast, poison, and bulldoze the birds away. Action Plan Search environmental rule rollback since 2016. The Trump administration, or see the New York Times December 21, 2019 article on the rollbacks, especially if you plan to visit a national park or have children or plan to breathe for another 20 to 30 years. In season two, we're going to look at how climate change has affected Tennessee. We talked about the Constitution, the balance of power, and impeachment with Bailey Minor, a political science major student. I hope you haven't been put off by our elected officials and their rants, screeches, tweets, and letters to the point of not wanting to hear another word about impeachment. Action Plan Look a little deeper into history and process. Get away from the headlines. There are some good magazine and news articles. Search, pick up a news journal, history book even, or go to the library for suggestions. I found that uh, learning more about um, the articles impeachment, high crimes and misdemeanors among Presidents Andrew Johnson, uh, Richard Nixon, and Clinton to be fascinating. The knowledge helped me to have some control and build a barrier to the frustration and hopelessness I felt by the news programs. 
Doesn't education always help with that? The Second Amendment podcast with director of the Safe Tennessee Project and nonprofit organization, um, uh, organization fighting for common sense gun legislation has not had a lot of plays. It may be due to the busy holiday season or it's just too hot a topic or people are tired of hearing about that too. On January 1st, I will tell you that Tennessee will replace a gun safety training that was on-site, person-to-person, with a 90-minute video uh, in order to obtain a gun carry permit. Guns stolen from cars in Nashville continues to increase 750 this year, up from only 152, which is still too many, in 2012. That was a long time ago. Most are stolen from unlocked cars, some even with the motor running. This seems to be um, in a uh, area of interest for the preteen or the young teen um, ha- ha- to get involved with uh, stealing cars and stealing guns. Have you noticed that the shooters are getting younger? The victims continue to be as well. Just a word about Governor Lee's rural initiative. This is right after he took office. This was his number one priority. It seems that the state's 22 departments and their action plan uh, were slow in getting out. It was due in late June, and the process was criticized for being too secretive. This is how these departments were going to help um, rural areas. Um, In September, the Tennessee was able to obtain the Department of Health's recommendations for improving public health services in rural areas. It was found to be... uh, to inadequately address our three major concerns. Hospital closures, halting and reversing the opioid crisis, and decreasing the number of uninsured rural residents. In fact, recommendations to address opioid abuse were for research, surveillance, and working with providers, physicians, ordering opioids. But not much, if anything, about treatment or recovering services. It seems like an area that we've done a lot of research and we know we have a problem. Even Governor Lee has uh, talked about that. Let me tell you, it's always easier and cheaper to sit in a meeting and talk about what you like to do or should be done than to actually do it. We're going to talk about opioids next season. I want to end on a high note, though. In October, $3 million uh, worth of funding was made available to support workforce expansion efforts in 38 distressed and at-risk counties. This is in line with Governor Lee's Rural Initiative. The Tennessee Department of Labor and Workforce Development accepted applications from counties and determined the amount of funding, funding each would receive in order to develop opportunities for better jobs. Here's what happens. Here's what happens. There's no work in rural communities. People may get seasonal work in agricultural, nursing, Nursery, working in the nurseries, cutting wood, or as custodians. Many, especially women, work as nursing aides or sitting with the disabled or mentally challenged. Low wages, no benefits, no flexibility is the norm. Some jobs can be labor-intensive or generous or dangerous. If injured or you have complex family situations like caring for parents, children, or even grandchildren, or have unreliable transportation, you are out of luck. Jobs with big companies are usually some distance away. Uh, no company likes to see absenteeism. When I have seen help wanted signs for months in front of a factory or healthcare facility in my rural area, 
I find that opportunities for people to become a nurse or a seamstress require training that is just not available. People in metropolitan or urban areas can get assistance and support and training and improve their income and lives. This $3 million worth of funding should help. Is it enough? And it needs to go hand in hand with improved basic education and, of course, health care. So let's hope this is a start. Keeping up with all these things is hard. You know what else is hard? Democracy is hard. Rule by the people, ruling ourselves. When we elect people to represent us, we have to keep an eye on them. We have to hold their feet to the fire, so to speak. Get ready. The Tennessee legislature starts in January. A lot of funny business went on last year. A lot of funny business. And hanky-panky, too. The Speaker of the House stepped down. The biggest pieces of legislation passed, the vouchers and the Medicaid block grant, are threatened with investigations, court proceedings, delays, and are are unpopular. The people want one thing, like Medicaid expansion and safety, common sense gun laws, background checks, and the legislature seems to do another. So get your subscription to the Chattanooga Times Free Press or the Tennessean, and get your phone uh, with your state legislators on speed dial, and we will get some real work done in 2020. What About Us will be back in February 2020. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye and Happy New Year.